This is the Sanctuary LA podcast. We are a real church for real people in the heart of downtown Los Angeles. You guys ready to get into the word this morning? Awesome. Awesome. We're actually in the middle of a series, but we wanted to take a little detour from that series. We're talking about renewing the mind and rethinking and stuff. But today we, we just felt led to really share about the love of God being its Mother's Day. And so, um, you know, just being that that is such a strong thing that our moms bring to our homes and our families and all that. And we're going to talk about the love of God and, and, and the unconditional love of God and how that God constructed our families to where there was a mom up in there and, and, and what that mom brings. And we're going to talk about that. I'm going to share some of my stories a little bit here and all that good stuff. But we're going to jump right in here and get into this word about love. You know, um, it's all about love, you know. Come on, somebody. Uh, Bible says that John, in John 3.16, that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. Being a Christian is all about love. It's not about a belief system. It's not about a religious ritual. It is all about encountering the love of Jesus. And, and our lives are transformed as a result of that. So I'm going to open us up in prayer. But if you want to turn in your Bibles, just have a few scriptures here this morning. But in Hosea chapter 11, verse 1, we're going to start there. And, and as you're turning there, I'm going to just go ahead and just pray over our time here we're going to have in the Word of God. But in our, Hosea chapter 11, uh, verse 1. And let, let me pray here. And we're going to honor the Word of God today. Uh, we as a church, we believe that, that this is the Word of God. It's not just a religious text that makes our life better. We, we believe as a church that this is God-breathed, as the Bible says, that the scriptures God breathed, meaning the breath of God is on this thing. And when you encounter Jesus and open this thing up, um, you lit, your nature begins to change. Can anybody testify that as a result of the Bible, the word of God, that, that you are different, right? And it's not like, it's, this isn't all human discipline or human will. It is the power of God. It is the supernatural power of God mixed with the written word that we're transformed. Um, and I'm sure there's people in your family that know that they might not agree with everything you're doing, but they're like, you are different. Now, come on, come on, somebody. Any, can you testify that somebody in here is different and for the better, right? Yeah. Uh, how about yourself? You could say, you know what? I am not who I was. And that's what we believe. So, so we as a church, we honor the word of God. We, we believe it is, in fact, God's word to humanity. And so let's do that today as a community. So Father, we thank you for your word that it is forever settled in the heavens and that the world is going to pass away, but your word will never pass away. We put our faith in your word, what you said you will do. We trust you, God, that something supernatural is going to happen in our heart and in our lives, not because we are in a church, quote unquote, but because we're in the presence of God and this word is going to change us in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. All right, here we go. Let's go. So Hosea chapter 11, verse 1. We're going to talk about the love of God here, and, and, and I won't be too long with you. Uh, 
That's my first lie. Preachers lie about that all the time. So just forgive me. I'm working on it. Uh, look at your neighbor. Say, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. So, so here we go. So Hosea chapter 11, verse 1. This is before Christ. This is uh, one of the prophets said this. God was speaking through him. And he said this. When Israel was a child, I loved him. Aren't you glad that your mama hopefully loved you even when you didn't do nothing for her other than change that woman's life? Come on, mamas. Did, do, how many of you mamas out there, you love your babies? Like, they, they don't have to do anything. They're just there. And you're like, when they were a little baby, you're like, don't you want to go with a baby? How many of you, your first child, moms, you were so protective, your mom was telling you, relax. And you, like, the littlest thing, you were, you know, I, we noticed when we had Gia, we were a little more protective. And now with Nico, we're like, oh, he'll be fine. Right? Come on, moms, you kind of... You got to, you know, you, it's not, you know, we only have two children, so Nico's not our first rodeo. But our first rodeo, my wife was a little, we were, we were a little more like, oh, you know, what's the air like outside? What's the humidity? You know, I'm just kidding. We weren't that extreme, but come on, like we, we I don't know, I, I was, I was a little more like, oh my goodness, what, you know, we don't want to break her, right? It's a little more delicate, but isn't that awesome that God says about us that when Israel was a child, I loved him. When, when, when you, you know, that's somewhat so much of the heart of a mom that that mom just loves the baby. Why? Just because it, that, that's her baby. That, that baby didn't do nothing but change that woman's life physically. Come on, somebody. Uh, mentally, time. I mean, your whole life is now different because you're a mama. And I know the dad's life changes, but the mama's life changed a little bit more. Come on, I'm preaching the truth. Come on, mamas, you're supposed to amen me. I'm on your side today, okay? It's all about moms, so it's all in your favor, okay? Come on, mama, say amen. That everything about your life is like the trajectory, like you were going like this, you had a baby, and now you're going like this. And you're like, thank you, Lord. One day, as I sold my life, my time, my money, my tears, my chemical makeup has shifted because of these wonderful babies that you have so blessed me with come on somebody <laughs> and and that's such a that's a mom okay but anyway here when Israel was a child I loved him so God loves you just because there is nothing you don't have to do anything to for God to love you actually you could do the worst thing and God still love you and, 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 and I believe that's a, really a heart of a mom is that, that that mom will love that baby and he could be running amok just crazy and be like, you know what, he has a good heart. How many moms have said that? You know, they're, 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 he's a good kid. Maybe your mama said that about you. You know what? She's, really, she's got potential. My daughter has potential. She's just kind of off course, but... Your mama still believes in you. Like that's so much about a mom, right? And so that's God's love for us. I just want to let everybody know here that when Israel was a child, he's talking about his people, uh, the nation of Israel. I loved him. Didn't do anything for him yet. Didn't give him an offering. Didn't worship him. Just because he's my child, I love him. And that's the love of God. You know, the Bible says that Love is not that we love God, it's that he first loved us. The Bible says when we were dead in our trespasses and sins, God loved us. 
So love, here's, here's my first point here. Um, and they'll put it up here on the screens. And if you're taking notes, you can write this down. Love is always about the person, never about performance. That, that, that love is not about what you do or don't do or did or didn't do or are going to do or are hoping you do or you wish you did or you should have, you would have, you could have. Love from God is all about you, not what you do. Amen? And, 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 and that, 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 I believe, is really in the heart of a mom. That mom just loves just because you're her baby. And, and that, that, that is God's love for us. That, once again, as the prophet said, love is, uh, uh, that when Israel was a child, I loved him. And out of Egypt, I called my son. And so, that, that's so powerful that, I, that God is really saying, I love you just because but my love is going to pull you out of where you're at. In Egypt, in the Old Covenant, was a place that represented slavery or bondage. And in, in our life nowadays, Egypt always represents your past. It represents the bondage. It represents slavery. It represents sin. And so God's like, I love you right where you are, but I'm going to call you out of where you are. That, I, that love delivers, okay? Love calls us out of sin. Love positions us on the course of destiny. And it says, in, in, within the context of I love my child just the way they are right now, you don't have to do anything to change my love for you, but my love for you is to get you out of something. And, and I've called you out of your past, out of somewhere. That is the love of God. That it's not, it's not that he loves you when you come out of your stuff. He loves you when you're in your stuff. And he loves you regardless of the stuff. But his love is going to say, come on, let's get on up out of here. Come on, somebody. I know, it's quiet. Happy Mother's Day, everybody. But 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 7. I just want to share a few scriptures here. So once again, love delivers. Love, love, love calls us out of sin. Love, 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 love positions us on the course of destiny. That's where you get the word called. Called is, is God, Harold, calling you out, calling you by name. Love says, man, I got my hand on you, uh, woman of God. I got my hand on you, man of God. Love calls you where you are, and that calling will take you out of where you are to where he's taking you. First Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 7. It's a good Mother's Day scripture here. This is talking about, the, this is the Apostle Paul. He's writing to this church in a city called Thessalonica in Greece. I think they call it Thessaloniki now. Anybody been to Greece? No? Okay, so it's, it's a city that's actually still there. And, and Paul wrote this letter to this church. And it's interesting that this is a, this is a man talking to a church. It's a spiritual leader, a pastor, uh, talking to a church. And he, and he correlates his leadership in a motherly manner, which is so powerful. Look at verse 7. But, but we, he's talking about, because he actually wrote this letter along with two other leaders. He says, it's, it, basically when he first wrote the letter, it says Paul, Silvanus, and Timothy. So it was this leadership, this team of leaders that were, kind of, that were pastoring these people. And they wrote a letter to them. And here's men writing a letter to a church correlating their method of leadership was, was like a mother. And saying this, he said, but we, he's talking about those three, were gentle. Look at your neighbor and say, gentle, gentle. Whenever uh, Nico interacts with my daughter, I'm like, gentle Nico. 
he's two years younger, but he, he's a, like a little, he's got, he's got a little, he's a dude, okay? So he, he, Nico is two, but he'll roll up on the big, the seven-year-olds, be like, what's up, guys? What's going on? You know, I'm like, Nico, you, he's like a little dog that acts like he's a big dog. You know what I mean? And, anybody? Yeah. So I don't know where he gets it, but, um, but, uh. Uh, but he, he's, got, he's got a certain confidence about him. He's like, what's up, everybody? And so, so Nico, will, and, and I'm always like, and he'll be around other kids. Like he, we were hanging out for Mother's Day with my mom and my brother. And they have, um, my, my brother and um, sister-in-law, they have a baby girl that's about the same age as Nico. And we're always like, Nico, gentle. But she like was testing him. And he, <laughs> we're working on it. But like, he like, like. He like took her down. I'm like, Nico, so lady, gentle. Look at your neighbor and say, gentle, gentle. And so, so gentle, right? Gentle man, you know, we're get, we got to get him. We got to channel that. Put him in some UFC for toddlers or something. But do they have that? Do they have UFC for, yeah, they probably got some stuff out there. Okay, anyway, but, but, but we were gentle. It's talking about man, but he said, we're gentle among you. Look, just as a nursing mother, cherishes her own child her own children verse 8 so affectionately look at these words gentle cherishing like a nursing mother affectionately longing for you we're talking about spiritual authority and these are men communicating their leadership style that they had this motherly nature in their approach and so uh, it says, so affectionately longing for you, we were well pleased to impart to you not only the gospel of God, which is the message of Jesus, but also, here we go, our own lives, okay? And that, that, isn't that so much like a mother that when a mother has children, she gives her life. That, 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 that her whole life, you know what I mean? I, and I'm not, to, I'm not trying to dumb down the fact that, she, that there's an, there potentially is like this purpose in her outside of that, but there's something about, I'm just talking about her, the, the mother in her is like everything uh, is about her children, okay? There's times when the kids are playing and I'm in the kitchen doing my thing. I, I know they're in the room, but I don't check on them as frequent as my wife does. Like, she's just better at hearing things. When she, like, when I'm doing something, I'm, like, locked in. I'm like, huh? You know, I just kind of get lost in the task. Um, I'm kind of like, I, 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 don't, I don't multitask well. But my, my wife has a way to be doing something and hearing. And, and like, I, you know, it's amazing. Look at your neighbor and say, mothers are amazing. <laughs> and so there was, a, I think it was this past week, I, I mean, I was in the kitchen and doing something. I don't know, I was cleaning something up. And my wife's like, yeah, you, when you're doing, she was coaching me. When you're do, focused on something, it's like, you know, you might want to go check on them every now and again, just proactively. I was like, oh, okay, okay, I can do that. Forgot, okay. Um, but, but she has a way of, 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 she has this awareness, and I'm so thankful for having a mother in my house come on somebody so um so be, my wife said amen <laughs> because because you had become dear here's another word dear it's talking about spiritual authority it's talking about you, you you're dear to us you know um and i just want to encourage you with this that my wife and i as we're pastoring sanctuary la pastoring this site 
is that our goal is that God continues to give us a heart like this, that we're gentle. Am I, am I pretty gentle with you guys? Or Yeah, okay, thank you, Pastor Nick back there. I got a witness. Okay, I'll just stick with that, what he said. But, but you know, as a nursing mother cherishes her children and affectionately longing for you, we're pleased to impart not only the gospel, but our lives. And because you become dear to us. And that word gentle means this. It means to speak calming words that bring God's order to a situation. And you have the capacity, the Holy Spirit inside of you, and this goes for everybody, but if you have God in your heart, in your life, and I'm going to encourage the moms here that you have the authority, moms, everybody in here, to speak calming words that can bring God's order to a situation. And that's what it means. It means uh, that's what gentle means. Look at here and say gentle. Gentle, Nico, gentle, right? And I'll like, I like have to kind of give him some sort of physical representation. Gentle. And so when I tell him that, he'll start petting you. Gentle, gentle, yeah. So gentle, right? We have the capacity by the Spirit of God inside of us. Moms, you have the grace to speak words that bring God's order to a situation. And nursing, this word in the Greek, nursing, as a nursing mother cherishes her child. That word nursing means to improve and sustain someone else. To improve and sustain someone else by giving, nurture, and tender care. This isn't exclusive to moms, but since it's Mother's Day, I want to encourage you moms and everybody in here, because this is men talking to a church, saying that you have the ability in Christ to not only speak calming words that bring God's order to a situation, you also have the ability to improve somebody else and to sustain somebody else. But just as my wife was speaking earlier, that by giving nurture and care to somebody else. And I want to encourage you here that there are people in your life that, that, that are supposed to benefit from the love of God inside of you. That you uh, bring something to the table that... You are there around those people to bring improvement to them. That you improve a situation when you walk into it. You know, and some of you are looking at me like, well, I've had some trouble actually um, doing the opposite at times. I'm, I'm right there with you. But, but I'm just saying, in God, when you walk into a room, the environment improves because of God inside of you. Because of the grace of God inside of you. Because you have the ability to bring nurture and care to somebody to improve them. All right? That's what moms do. They improve things. You, you know, I saw this cool quote online just going around. But moms just improve everything. You give them a house, they make it a home. Come on, ladies. I'm, 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 I'm helping you out, ladies. This is your day. Come on. Let's partner here. Okay, uh, you know, uh, you know, you, you give them your heart. They give you everything. You, you love them. I love my wife. I got her heart now. I, I got the better end of the deal, people. Right? You give them your seeds, you're going to get some babies. Come on, somebody. I mean, women just bring stuff. They, I mean, why they, women, mothers just produce. They just add to it. My wife um, adds to our house, like, my wife works um, for a really cool retailer out there called the Container Store, so my home is becoming a, um, 
Anybody like Container Store? Yeah, 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 all the, yes. <laughs> but my, my house is becoming a Container Store showroom. And they got some cool little stuff in there. Like our garbage can in our kitchen is off the charts, man. It's really cool. We got this little, like, great thing you put in the sink so the sponges sit on it. It's not sitting on the back. of the, You know what I'm saying? Little details are important. But my wife is adding to, she's bringing, she brings, that's not the only thing she brings, but she does bring, and she tells me every week what's on sale and her discount. And so, you know, if you ever want to shop at the container store, come to my house first. I'll give you a little tour, and you can, you know, it's kind of, you know, anyways. So, 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 so that's what, so that's what nurture means that we even as men in here and, and, and you might not be a mom per se, but, but you in Christ have the ability and you are called to improve wherever you find yourself. You are, you improve it. You, you bring something to it because it's not about you. It's not about me. It's the Christ in me, uh, improves the environment. I'll make things better where I work. It's better because I'm there. Come on, somebody. I'm telling you what look at your neighbor say this church is better because I'm here tell them tell them right where you work you ought to bring some improvement all right if you go in your work environment all kind of gossip you usually you, you ought to bring something different like that you bring some love up in there yeah it's quiet huh some of you just just ask God to forgive you right now just say Lord forgive me for what I said at work yesterday or the day before I don't know but but you 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 improve it you bring a blessing there. Think about Joseph. He is in a Babylonian empire, or Egyptian in Egypt. It was it was uh, it was it was the uh, the known rule one of the rulers of the world that was not of God. Joseph got up in there and improved it. Improved it. Look at your neighbor. Say, I, I improved stuff. Come on, you got, you got to interact here. I look at him again. Look at him and be, say, with well, all the confidence in the world, look at him and tell him, I, I improve stuff. I mean, look at somebody else say, I make things better. Come on, tell him, tell him, I make, tell three people, I make things better. I make things better. All right. All right. All right, your kids are better. Praise the Lord. You might say, my kids are crazy. Well, thank God you're their mother because they would be worse without you. Come on, somebody. All right. Thank God. They got, you know, you got some praying mamas in here. You might think, man, my kid's still struggling. Well, there is no hope for a child that has a mom that prays. I'm telling you right now. You, you're only going to go so far. You got a mama that's praying. My wife shared that scripture about the Syrophoenician woman that she This woman was a Gentile. Jesus like, look, I can't do nothing for you yet. You got to wait until I die. I'm buried and I rise again. Send the Holy Spirit. I can't touch your life here lady she's like I know but you will <laughs> stubborn as all get out anybody got any stubborn mamas out there praise the Lord come on somebody yeah your mom's in here you're like but she 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 literally adjusted God's time clock a mom that was praying interceding for her demon-possessed daughter Say, look, God, I know you got a time clock, but I am not trying to sit around waiting for the day of Pentecost. I'm actually going to go ahead and I'm going to reach into the future. I'm going to pull it into the now. And yeah, thank you. Yeah, I know you're not supposed to give the, bre the, the bread to, 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 to the dogs, but check it out. I'm just going to sit here under your table. I'm going to take a crumb. This woman was no joke. Praying mama. She changed God's dispensational process. 
Dang, I wish my mama prayed like that. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Man. Look at your neighbor and say, I make things better. So as I, as I you know, and I'm going to talk to some leaders here. Those of you who feel called to ministry. Those of you who feel called to ministry. He says, I, we didn't only impart the gospel, which is the message, but our own lives. As church leaders, as those aspiring to do ministry, and some of us in here are called to full-time ministry as, 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 as a preacher, a pastor. And look, the message is only part because when you step up to the plate and say, Lord, I want to I obey the call of God. I want to preach the gospel. Praise the Lord for that. But he said right here, look, I don't only preach a message, but it's, I'm going to give my life. And that, that spiritual leadership is all about like a mother gives her life for those babies. That there is no leadership that just communicates a message. We got a lot of communicators in this generation. But we don't have many fathers. That's what the Bible even said. It's like we got a lot of teachers. A lot of people could come teach, but teaching is part of it. Uh, communicating is part of it, but it's my life that's really going to change some things. Come on, somebody, because we could just send our kids off to something, get taught, but children don't need teachers. They need mamas and daddies. Come on, somebody. Nothing wrong with a teacher, right? When my kids uh, are of age to go to college, I'm going to get them out of the house. At least I sound confident now, but watch. They're going to, there's like a boomerang. They're going to come. But this is my heart. At the end of, of the day, when they're done with college, I, this, is my, this is my heart for my children as a dad, is that they, whether they choose to come home or not, my heart is that they would want to. That's the kind of relationship I want with my kids. That because I, I, it's like, as long as they want to, I might not want them to, but I want, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But kind of. But I want them, I want the relationship. I father my children. My, my goal is to father them with a long-term relationship in mind, not obedience in mind. Now, I'll tell you what, I have no problem with obedience. But, my, but, but, but the north star of my relationship with them is relationship that they would want to come home if they so desire. And we'll talk about it. Break down the financial situation with them. No, I'm just kidding. Well, maybe. But depending on how much they make. But, uh, but uh, you know, there's details. But, but I'm just saying my heart, my heart as a father, and I don't know if my wife shares the same sentiment, but my heart as a father is that the relationship is healthy. So they, would, they wouldn't try to get out of the house in a negative sense. And I don't, I got a two-year-old and a four-year-old, so pray for me. I got some time. But I would say that is my heart. I believe as moms, parents, fathers, that the North Star of any situation is always relationship. God came because the North Star of his relationship with humanity or his relation to them was relationship, not obedience. Yeah. All right. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 5. Are you guys getting something out of this? All right, 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 5. As you're turning there, once again, love is always about the person and never about performance. And my second point is this, is love is giving 
of ourselves to others. That's what love is. Love, love requires that. Jesus said greater love, right, has no man than this, than to lay down his life for his friends. And so love is not a cutesy feeling. It is not something that comes and goes. God's love towards us, God himself knew that my love for them will demand my life. Greater love has no one. So a mother's love, it's like the gain, the, that, that's love. That Love is life, right? Leadership. If I say I love this community, then my life has become a bridge. So it's a prophetic symbol. I'm going to lay down here and you guys just trample all over me. Okay? No, I'm just kidding. But, but really, in, in, in the real, truest sense of the word, that spiritual leadership is my life. Uh, being a father is my love for Dominico and Giovanna is my life. Not obedience, not do what I say, and that's part of it because I do say that. You don't talk to daddy like that. Do I need to help you? Mm -mm, no, da, da. You don't need to help me. Right? But it is our life. Uh, 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 5. Let's go there. Uh, now may the Lord, now may the Lord direct your hearts into the love of God and into the patience of Christ. Let's read it again. Say, you know, so now may the Lord direct your hearts into the love of God and into the patience of Christ. And so, as uh, to, to all the moms out there, to everybody here this morning, we're talking about the love of God. And, and this is really a prayer. If you read it in context, the Apostle Paul is praying for this church. And his prayer is, Lord, you know, uh, direct their hearts into the love of God and into the patience of Christ. And so, I want to say this, that life has a way of kind of, you know, it, it kind of can do some damage to us. There, there are situations even in my life uh, with my biological mother. I love her, but there was a season of life she wasn't there. And, you know, and she, she kind of sent us away to my dad. And, and so I just want to share with you that not every mother-daughter, son, mother-son relationship has been healthy or helpful or even it could have been detrimental. And so from the age of six all the way to high school, uh, or until I grew up, my, my mom wasn't there. And so she sent us away, to, so my dad raised me most of my life. And so with that, it's kind of like, in my mind, it was like, wow, you know, like, I wonder why or what, what I do. You know what I mean? And so I had to process that as a young man that that wasn't there, okay? And so, but I find that God has a way of providing things for us outside of our expectation can I, right like think about elijah he was he was he wanted to kill himself and god sent some ravens to feed him food now he's probably not like man he didn't go to the raven app and get them to deliver some food and and ravens weren't like clean animals it was just it's not like i wouldn't be my choice hey god you know maybe some doves you know, maybe a little more maybe a more aesthetically pleasing a cleaner bird right would come and but 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 we gotta we gotta look at it's not about um 
questioning what we didn't have, how about we change our perspective and thank God for what he did bring? Right, and so me coming up, and, 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 and I ended up with a, a motherly figure. My wife kind of mentioned this, that sometimes maybe it didn't come from our mom, our biological mother. But, I, but the house I lived in, my, my dad got remarried, and so I had a stepmom, and I had a step-grandma. I know it sounds kind of weird, but she was a step-grandma. And she literally raised me from the age of six to high school, and, and there were certain things. So there was this motherly role that might, it might not have been what I'd want per se, but I'm so thankful. She made me do my times tables. I ended up, you know, going to school for accounting. So rest in peace, Grandma Vivian, appreciate that. Uh, Come on, somebody. So there are things that, um, you know, she fed us. I, I mean, I, you know, every, like she literally cooked for me my whole life growing up, made sure we ate as kids. You know, step-grandma, she wasn't all that I would expect or hope for, but I'm thankful for what she did. Couldn't stand the meatloaf, but everything else was pretty good. Uh, you know, anybody got any complaints about certain food you had to eat? I don't know, the generation I come from, like you didn't choose. It wasn't like, do you want this or this? It was like, uh, dinner's ready. I don't know if we even say that to our kids. Like, we're like, so what do you want, baby? So, so we got a menu for them now, I guess. You know, Lord, help this generation. You know, but, but it was like, you would walk in the kitchen, she would hand you your plate. All right. Like, and then you kind of move stuff around. You try to make look like you ate it. But... But I'm thankful that God got, sent me some ravens. Might not have been what I wanted. You know, might not have been all that great, but I am thankful for what I had. I still ate. I'm sure God's like, don't cut, stop complaining, Mr. Prophet Elijah. At least you ate. Now be quiet. Go back in there and do what I called you to do. Come on, somebody. And so I'm thankful what I did get. Even when I got saved as a, as a teenager, never really had that strong motherly mom in my life. And uh, I remember getting saved as a teenager, me and my friends going to this church. And we were just like skateboarders, didn't grow up in church. So we kind of messed up the church world, our church environment. Like we kind of, you know, because back then we were all real baggy pants, sagging our pants. You know what I mean? Just, and, you know, we'd be receiving the offering with saggy pants and holding these cute little velvet money bags. And it was like, you know, and they're like, hey, you, so they took us to get some clothes. <laughs> And so I had this one young adult couple, man, that was just, um, they just came into my life. They, we were like, you know, high school age, and they, these, they were young adults at the time. They were like adults to me, but they were like in their late 20s, and there was this um, a brother and sister, and I am actually here, because I'm from Northern California. I'm here in Southern California as a result of the voice of that woman's life, uh, her voice in my life. And that she challenged me spiritually. She challenged me to step out of the boat, go to Bible college. And I remember, you know, there, 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 there are, God will provide that nurture, even on a spiritual level, that, 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 that the world failed to give you. The, the biological process might not have done their job, but I guarantee you God will do his. And he got some ravens for you. Don't complain about the ravens. Be thankful that you got a plate of food to eat. Come on, somebody. And so, so I remember even when I was planning on coming down to this area, this is in the mid-90s, stepping out to go to Bible college. I was only 20 years old. Um, and I remember I was just kind of struggling with it in my mind. We're in an airport. And she looked, this woman looked at me, and she was like, stop that. 
And I was like, dang, what? Do you read moms or something? She laid hands on my head and prayed over me. And so there was something that shifted. This was coming from my biological mama. Didn't come from step-grandma Vivian. But God provided something in the kingdom to get me on my course. And that's what God desires to do for you. The love of God. Now may the Lord direct your hearts into the love of God and into the patience of Christ. Here's my last point here. My last point. Our hearts are at home in the love of God. That we as humans malfunction outside the love of God. Humanity is going crazy because the love of God is not there. When love is there, tension just dissolves, bitterness dies, anxiety is, is, is washed away. And I just want to encourage all the moms in here that you bring the love of God to your world. That God has given you a grace to nurture, to love, and that, you know, we want our homes to be a place where the love of God is. That our hearts find a home in, in our homes are actually fitting and it's because of the love of God that my heart for my children do I want them to go to college yes do I want them to communicate effectively yes do I want them to be like solid people living for God yes but my main thing I want them to know is that mama and dada love them because if that is there it kind of takes care of a lot insecurities won't latch on to the wrong person because daddy tells me I'm beautiful daddy says I'm perfect I don't need some joker trying to play me I could see you a mile away my dad would never do that to me I want my son to find his, his heart to find his home in the love of God. The Bible says, you know, being rooted and grounded in love. That everything comes from, it's the foundation, it's the root system. I'm not going to worry. With my kids, I'm not focused on the fruit. I'm focused on the root. If I make sure the home, love, acceptance, unconditional love. And love comes with truth at times, but it's love the root system I'm I want to focus on the root system as our, as our as our homes our hearts our hearts are rooted and grounded in love we will begin to flourish in every area of our life hallelujah let's stand to our feet did you guys get something out of that hallelujah hallelujah every head bowed every eye closed thank you for listening to the sanctuary la podcast Tune in again next week and stay awesome and be blessed.